Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back with you, it's Hour 2 at Tail Varsity Radio, presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. We welcome in Evan Bland with the Omaha World Herald at Evan Bland, OWH, where you find him on Twitter. Evan, good to spend some time. Thanks for a few minutes. Yeah, guys, it's uh, feeling a little bit like fall, so it's uh, it's appropriate to talk some football. It's false fall, Evan. It happens in the Midwest every single it's year. False they, fall. The weather cools down. And you go, okay, okay. It's feeling like it's going to be Have fall. You've been outside so today, or no? So we're getting going to get murdered by 102 degrees on it Sunday. Sucks outside now. I mean, yeah, you know, what it's my, my quarter zips and hoodies are ready to go, but they're not coming out yet. You're right. I haven't fallen for this yet. I know we got triple <laughs> digits, but uh, it, it's just a little bit of a tease. So is it okay to just go six straight days with a quarter zip? Is that all right to have that many options in your closet? Well, do you go the same quarter zip or, or you just kind of rotate uh, like the same thing but different color? No, I mean, I have options uh, of, of the quarter zip, uh, much like the hair the wife made fun of today. She makes fun of the quarter zip. <laughs> and, yeah, I have, I have too many. I've well, got a problem. Yeah. I'm a big quarter zip guy. Like it, it's so versatile. I mean, it can get warm and it can it can help cool you down. Or if it's I'm cold, here for uh, it keeps you going. It's uh, it's the good stuff. And what's dangerous about this conversation is as we get into the high 70s, low 80s. There's a great quarter zip that I love. It's got KFOR on it. Hmm? But the problem is, is that me and Connor always find <laughs> yeah, a way to wear it on the exact oh, same every day. day. No, on Mondays it's quarter zip KFOR Monday. Can, can we all three of us wear <laughs> well, this, that? Yeah. Once. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna wear the the Adidas one. The one you guys That's got fine. in Adidas. Yeah, that's why, right. Why, there why was that a guy so condescending? Uh, in the, in the <laughs> media pool, we would wear the same one like twice <laughs> twice a month for the press conferences. And like it got to the point where I would text him like, and I'd be like, okay, let's not wear the same thing today. And you just don't know. So like that's the danger. Well, well I guess we're not at risk. <laughs> it, it we're it the same one as Schmitty. Yeah, yeah. Schmitty's got the Adidas one. Okay. It's, it's a name brand, okay? No, it, it's, it's not going to fray after three wears is what <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> Uh, Evan, let's uh, let's talk a little ball, and I liked your story on on Anthony Grant, and you know he's a guy that's going into to year six, as you outlined, looked great early, faded late, and part of that was the reality of of what Nebraska's offensive line and running game was in the Big Ten, and they had some tough opponents to to end the year and. and Grant missed the the one thousand yard mark, but it seems like his focus is as high as it's been. I think there's some trust, but I also think there's been some accountability on his part, but also the coach's part with what they're going to ask him to do. Does does that that word of trust come to your mind with Anthony Grant? I know he spoke 
yesterday. Does he feel like he's maybe in a different headspace, a better headspace? Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, you think back to the spring, and he they they suspended him for a short time. Nothing mm-hmm. for uh, you know, nothing serious, but just uh, upholding standards and things like that. I know they looked at his film from last year. The coaches did and wanted to emphasize him being more of a north-south runner. Uh, you know, hitting that hole hard as opposed to sort of kind of dancing around it and, and trying to make a move or maybe do a little too much. So I think those are two things. You know, you think back to how his season at Nebraska went last year when he started so hot. He had the big the big run against Northwestern, a big game against North Dakota. Uh, you know, he was in triple digits uh, in terms of rushing yards, I think five times in that first half. And it just kind of looked like he wore down late in the season, first time through the Big Ten grind. Uh, obviously, he had a lot of carries, I think more than 70% of the workload in terms of running back carries. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is – a place now where he's he's found some stability. You know, I asked him a little bit about uh, Nebraska's recovery methods. That's been a big thing we've heard from Matt Rule is, is getting guys ready to go, keeping them fresh. And he said, yeah, it's a lot more detailed than it was last year. And, and I think that's one thing that he points to that would say, you know, maybe this is a reason why he can have, be a consistent performer from August 31st all the way through November. So his is an interesting case to me because – you know, again, it is his sixth year as a college football player, student. Um, you know, he, he set out 2019 and was away from football uh, to, to deal with the death of his mom, but he's come back. He's, he's had multiple junior college stops, uh, you know, started his career at Florida State. So he's been all over the place, and it just feels like he's in an in a environment now at Nebraska where um, he's being invested in. It, it does feel like he's in a good headspace, and, you know, quietly is a guy – I think who could contend again with the Gabe Irvins and Ramir Johnsons and Emmett Johnsons of the world to be a significant piece of this running back room here this fall. It's Evan Bland with us here from the Omaha World Herald, Hale Varsity Radio. And Evan, whenever you look at that running back position, it's been a lot of talk from us and from other people over the past couple of weeks that we're expecting it to be running back by committee at least early in the season until a 1A type guy differentiates themselves. But now with what we're hearing about the wide receiver room and some injuries there and some uncertainty within that room. Do you, do you think Nebraska needs to find that bell cow back before the end of that game against Minnesota? Does a guy need to differentiate themselves for weeks two through 12? Well, I mean, ideally you, you do find a guy who's the guy and can carry a heavy load and do it well. But I think that's probably unrealistic. And, and we've heard Nebraska coaches say too, like they, they believe they are going to run the ball uh, to a volume that's going to require more than one guy to carry that load. So, you know, we, I think Anthony Grant's a great example. When he he was the guy last year, and he had his moments, but he you know physically wore down a little bit in the second half, and the numbers and his output would bear that out. So, like, yes, you want that dominant guy, but I think at the same time, I mean, Matt Rule's gone out of his way multiple times this fall to say how happy he is with that group and how deep it is. I think he had the line that they could play winning football with the fifth string guy in that group right now. And I think, you know, that's, that's probably a positive sign at this point. Sometimes I think you can kind of tend to view that as well. That means nobody's stepping up or, 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 or separating themselves from the pack, but just by the nature of that position, guys are going to get hurt. 
uh, you're going to get worn down. So if you can go from, you know, again, Anthony Grant to Gabe Irvin to Ramir Johnson and, and Emmett Johnson, who's, who's really showed out early, like, I, I think that's probably a plus. And then you add in what you're, you're talking about with the receiver uh, depth or, or apparent lack thereof. Um, and, and yeah, it's going to be a situation where Nebraska is going to want to run. Uh, they, they don't want to run Jeff Sims too much. I think you see, again, with the history of, of turnovers and injury that can come from that. So what you're left with is relying on a veteran offensive line um, and a deep running back group. And so I think that depth, um, you know, while, while there's not been a, a feature guy to emerge, I think could end up being a real positive for Nebraska as the season goes on. Evan Bland is with us on Hale Varsity Radio. When we talk about running back by committee, and I think that's what everybody expects, but when you mix Anthony Grant in there with a bunch of other guys, I mean, how important is it for AG to be more of a leader considering he's that six-year guy? He's been around the block. Now, maybe he hasn't been in the Nebraska program as long as some other running backs, but he still has that college football experience. How important is it for Rule and that staff to lean on Anthony as a leader in the running back room? Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, again, he's been all over the place. He's he's played, uh, you know, football in New Mexico and Florida and Kansas and Nebraska. He's he's 24, which, you know, in college football terms is is pretty old. He didn't want to call himself a grandpa, but he he did say he was the older brother of that group for sure. And you look at the rest of that room too. I mean, Gabe Irvin's a familiar name, but he because of injury and whatnot, he he really hasn't played that much college football. You know, Ramir Johnson had a big season in 21, but he was more or less off the grid last year and, and uh, in, the, in the two years prior at Nebraska. So, like, there are some guys who are familiar names in that room, but nobody does have the experience of, of Anthony Grant. I think both life experience and football experience. And so, yeah, I think that's uh, that can be important, especially just kind of the ups and downs of a season. You know, if, if your lead guy – um, you know, gets stuffed at the line, and and or, or maybe he gets three yards, three yards, three yards, and then pops one. Like that's the kind of um, you know re- resiliency that you're looking for out of a guy um, to maybe just set that tone and 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 help even things out in what can maybe be kind of an up and down position, just in terms of how you do from play to play. Evan, we've got a, a bit till Minnesota in Nebraska two weeks, but it's it's quickly approaching. We were talking in reference to Bill Conley's. SP plus uh, kind of final numbers before the season starts in Nebraska's right there, right around hovering around 60. So that puts them behind you know, most teams in the big 10. Uh, the, the win total spits out to be right around five and a half. So right around that six win mark. Is there a game or two you think is, is the coin flip for, for 2023. Nebraska gets those, they go bowling. Nebraska loses those or that game, a certain game, and it's it's home for the holidays again. Yeah, I think there are a, a handful of those games. I mean, I think Minnesota's won for sure. I mean, I think Minnesota will be favored in that game, but there's there's absolutely a path to winning that one for Nebraska, just by the way the Gophers play, um, you know, keep away on offense and, and like they're, they're not going to blow you out unless you're making a bunch of mistakes on the other side. So I think just the, the nature by which Minnesota plays and, you know, Nebraska coming out fresh in the opener, I think that's a team that, uh, that you would rather play in August, maybe than November the way that it's been for Nebraska in the past. So I think that's, a coin flip. I think uh, you know the Illinois game is really interesting as well on a short week. 
uh, that'll be really fascinating coming off of the Michigan game. However, you know, taxing that is emotionally or physically to be uh, able to get back up and hit the road on a short week and play at Illinois, which is another really physical team and, and uh, you know, by projections right about where Nebraska is in the West right now. So I think that one's pretty interesting. And then, you know, I, I would put kind of the uh, Maryland and, and Purdue games sort of in the same boat where you're you're talking about home games against teams that, you know, you don't really know what they have. I think Maryland tends to start faster than they've finished through the years, uh, at least recently. So that's one that you feel like you probably should take care of. And then Purdue, you know, who knows exactly what they're going to be like. I know Hudson Card, their quarterback, is impressed in the fall. Um, but you have a new head coach, a lot of new personnel there, too. So I think those are you know, four games right there that you could absolutely make a case one way or the other that those things go, and, and that could end up defining how Nebraska does this season. It's Evan Bland with us here from the Omaha World Herald, Hale Varsity Radio, as we talk Nebraska's schedule and discussing what some of the more important games of the year are. And Evan, what is the game that you think is – highest reward with the lowest risk? Because I made an argument for that Minnesota game uh, last hour talking about the fact that, hey, if you lose that game against Minnesota, it's okay. You still have 11 more games ahead of you uh, with a chance to get bowl eligible and three huge games after that. And then I think it's also important to look at that Michigan game as being high reward, low risk in terms of everyone's kind of expecting you to lose that game. If you can win against Michigan, you really put yourself into national prominence. So I want to ask you in terms of what games – Husker fans shouldn't be stressing about a loss, but maybe uh, you can be excited about a win. What games do you put down on that list? Yeah, Michigan's the one that comes to mind for me for sure. I mean, you think you, you look at their schedule; they don't leave their home uh, for the first month of the year. They're playing; they're going to be big favorites in all four of those games. So, very likely, they're going to be a top five, top three, maybe team coming to Lincoln. Uh, and, and Nebraska, who knows? I mean, how these first two games go against Minnesota and Colorado. It's hard to say, given what uh, what we know about those teams. But I think they're non they're, the rest of their non conference is about as easy as it's been. I think uh, Northern Illinois and, and Louisiana Tech have had some major issues defensively the last couple of years, and they're coming to Lincoln. So, like you could see a situation where you've got like a three and one Nebraska playing host to a four and zero Michigan team. Like that's 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 compelling stuff. That would be really interesting. And, and, and to your point, nobody's expecting. Nebraska to win that game, but maybe you have sort of a 2021 scenario there where they play it close and you're able to uh, you know build some confidence no matter what that result ends up being. But it will certainly be different, I would expect, from what we saw in Ann Arbor between those teams last year. And and then, yeah, I would agree. I think Minnesota is the other one where uh, you know if you can go and, and win that thing on the road to start the Matt Rule era, like look out hype train like it's it's uh it's all aboard at that point like that's that that's the game those are the kind of games that have dogged nebraska in the last handful of years against those physical teams that pound you that control the ball if nebraska uh can clean up some of its own mistakes and beat minnesota at its own game i think that would be uh mighty encouraging for you know what could occur at the rest of the uh, september at least evan if nebraska does lose against minnesota what does that mean in the grander scheme of the season well, we'll see how it happens, right? Like, if it's really ugly and they get blown out, like uh, you're, you're probably gonna have to wipe that out and, and start from scratch. But if it's if it's close and and Nebraska's able to run the ball some, or, or maybe the defensive line shows out and some guys step up, like I think you can absolutely still build on that and 
um, you know, you go to Colorado the next week, which is essentially an expansion team when you're talking about 50 to 60 new people, uh, players on that roster, and then you still have absolute uh, opportunity to build momentum with those two home games in the non-conference. So I still think, you know, you lose that game, you learn from it, there's still an absolute scenario where you go 3-1 and one and you've got a big game at home against Michigan after that. Evan, about 30 seconds, do you think Rule's ability to connect with these guys can, can be better for Nebraska when it comes to their psyche, win or lose? I do. You know, I was thinking the last couple of years about how much emphasis everybody put on that game in Illinois, then the game against Northwestern and Ireland. Like, there was just a lot of, I felt like, pressure uh, from players to perform well and to start strong. And I think that right now we've had a lot more uh, process-related conversations in camp about building the toward Minnesota, but also beyond that to the season and to what's after that. So I think that's probably one thing that would keep you in a healthier mindset heading into a big game, uh, but you're still not making too much of it. Evan Bland with the World Herald at Evan Bland OWH. Evan will get caught up again soon. Thanks for a few minutes today. Thanks, guys. There he is. Good stuff from Evan Bland. Podcast for you. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play if you miss any part of the show.